0: The Lord be with you, and with your spirit, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stopped at a piece of level ground, where there was a large gathering of his disciples, with a great crowd of people from all parts of Judea and from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. Then fixing his eyes on his disciples, he said, How happy are you who are poor, yours is the kingdom of God. Happy you who are hungry now, you shall be satisfied. Happy you who weep now, you shall laugh. Happy are you when people hate you, drive you out, abuse you, denounce your name as criminal on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice when that day comes, and dance for joy, for then your reward will be great in heaven. This is the way their ancestors treated the prophets. But alas for you who are rich, you are having your consolation now. Alas for you who have your fill now, you shall go hungry Alas for you who laugh now, you shall mourn and weep. Alas for you when the world speaks well of you. This was the way their ancestors treated the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. today's gospel we hear the Beatitudes in Luke's rendition of them. Luke's text of the Beatitudes, these texts that go, happy are you, a whole list of people who are happy, is shorter than the one that we have in Matthew's gospel, which is maybe a bit better known, which begins, happy are the poor in spirit. And there's eight of them in Matthew's gospel. But here, there are fewer it's a shorter text. It's also a simpler text. The most surprising thing about Luke's account. Is that compared to Matthew's. It's much less spiritual. It doesn't spiritualize. Matthew says happy are the poor in spirit. But theirs is the kingdom of God. Luke doesn't say that. He says how happy are you who are poor. How happy You who are hungry now, happy are you who weep. And he doesn't mean it in a spiritual sense. He means the hungry, those who don't have enough to eat, the poor, those who don't have enough money, those who weep, just the people who are sad. And that's what makes this message so surprising. It's a real surprise to hear Jesus talking this way, because it's completely opposite of what we usually think how can Jesus say that the hungry are happy how can he say that the poor are happy how can he say that those who weep are are happy what does that mean why is he saying this why are the poor happy it's not because first of all because they're free from material possessions And they don't get burdened down with material things. That's what some rich people think about poverty. They sort of romanticize poverty. They think, yes, it must be nice to live a simple life with not too many possessions weighing me down. But it's only when you're not really poor that you think like that. You know Simon and Garfunkel, you know the singers, Simon and Garfunkel. Well, Garfunkel, Art Garfunkel, was thinking back to when they were just starting. And he said, we didn't have any money at all. And we were busking in the street. And he said, poverty is so romantic in retrospect. When you look back on it a few years' time and you've made lots of money now, you can think and idealize the time when you were poor. But if you've ever been poor, you know that it's not a nice experience. If you have financial struggles... You know that they're not something that makes you happy. How does Jesus say that you're happy if you're poor? Why would he say that? You might think that Jesus is being a little bit idealistic. But Jesus did really experience poverty. Jesus himself was poor. So if he said, happy are you who are poor, then maybe he knew what he was talking about. He didn't own anything, and he relied on on the generosity of others in his ministry. He didn't even have his own bed, he says at one point in the gospel. Nowhere to lay his head. So he says that the poor are happy, but why? Or the same thing for hunger. He talks about people being happy even when they're hungry. And I think that we could say... He doesn't realize how grinding it is, how, how difficult it is to actually go hungry. I hope that you haven't experienced real grinding hunger during your life. It's a terrible thing that people should go hungry in our world where there's plenty of food for everybody. It's an injustice, a great injustice. And it's not just because, you know, life is a little bit less comfortable It really brings your whole life to a halt when you're hungry. Have you heard of the charity called Mary's Meals? This is a Catholic charity. It's a wonderful charity. And the man who founded this, he had a big moment in his life when he was in Malawi and there had been a a famine in Malawi. And he was meeting a family and the woman was dying of AIDS. She was a widow already. And she had several children who were trying to look after her and trying to make enough money for them to be able to continue living. And obviously, Magnus, this, this, this he's Scottish, the man who founded this charity, he didn't know what to say. But he was just trying to, you know, show some compassion. And, and he asked one of the children, a boy whose name was Edward. 13 years old, he said, Well, what are your dreams in life, Edward? And he was just kind of trying to make conversation, really, because he didn't know what to say. And Edward said to him, I would like to have enough to eat every day and to be able to go to school. And that really, really shook Magnus to hear such basic needs expressed as somebody's greatest dream. that's why he founded Mary's Meals. If you're looking for a good charity to support, it's a wonderful charity. But it shows us that if you're too hungry, your whole life is ruined. You can't go to school because you have to work. And you can't think about anything except surviving. So why is Jesus saying, happy are the hungry? There again, Jesus had experienced hunger himself remember he went into the desert to fast for 40 days and at the end of the 40 days he was hungry I'm hungry when I fast for 40 minutes but um, Jesus manages 40 days then it says just he was hungry at the end the third group of people that Jesus talks about and there again surprises us happier those who weep how could somebody who's weeping who's who's mourning somebody that they've lost, be happy. How could crying be a sign of happiness? Why are they happy? Why are they blessed? It's not because when you cry it shows what a big heart you've got. It's not because you feel better after a good cry. That's not what Jesus means. And anyone who's experienced real grief, Real hopelessness at the loss of a loved one or somebody making very bad choices in your family or something like this This can be a great source of grief or a betrayal. Jesus experienced that as well. He wept over the death of his friend Lazarus. He he wept when he was in the garden and he was being betrayed by his friends why is he saying that these people are happy why what could possibly make these people happy he really means that he means you're the lucky ones if you're hungry if you're poor if you're weeping you're the lucky ones why because jesus came for you Jesus came for you, if you are poor, if you are hungry, if you are weeping. That's what it means when he says, yours is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, that's Jesus. I came for you, that's what he's saying. If you're having those difficulties, well be happy because I came for you. You're the one I came for. I didn't come for the rich people. I didn't come for the full people. I didn't come for the laughing people. I came for you. doesn't make sense without Jesus. Without Jesus, the poor aren't happy. They're just poor. Without Jesus, the hungry don't have anything to be glad about. Their lives are just ruined. Without Jesus, those who weep are going to keep on weeping because there will be nothing to console them. But Jesus changes everything. And that's why he says, as well in the second half of this gospel, Alas for you who are rich, I didn't come for you. Jesus came to the poor towns. We see him in the gospel going about the poor towns of an insignificant country, speaking to poor people. We don't see him in the palaces of the rich. Jesus came for the poor. The rich didn't, they stayed in their capital cities, they stayed in their palaces. It's the poor who welcome the good news. St. Paul says that as well. He says when he's writing to the Corinthians, have a look at yourselves. Not many of you come from the upper classes. And even today, look at our world today. Where is the faith strongest in our world? Well, it's often in the poor countries. Because Jesus came for the poor. And the rich often don't want to know about him. He says it about the fall. He says, alas, for you who have your fill now. Because they they weren't the ones who were listening to him. Do you remember when he goes out and he preaches to the people and they're in a desert? And the gospel says he preached to them for three days. Imagine a homily that lasts three days. My homily is not going to last for three days. Don't worry. He, and at the end he's worried because they're so hungry that they might faint on the way home. That's how they were hungry for his word, but they were also hungry in their bodies. And that's when he multiplied the loaves and the fish and fed 5,000 in the wilderness. The full, they were the ones who'd stayed at home. Even today, if you look at the people who've got the most, they're the ones who want to get even more. The biggest consumers are the ones who've already got it all and they want more and more and more. And they're looking to have their fill but they're never full and they always need something new and they need something more and they need another holiday and they don't look to God and they don't look to their neighbours who don't have anything. Alas for you who laugh, says Jesus. Jesus never sat in the company of scorners and scoffers like the psalm says. It's easy to make jokes to joke your way through life but Jesus didn't come to crack jokes he came to wipe away tears alas for you when the world speaks well of you this is the way Their ancestors treated the false prophets. We've got to hear this. This is strong words from Jesus. Alas for you. If everybody speaks well of you. Because it might mean. That Jesus hasn't made enough of a difference in your life yet. But happy are you. When people hate you drive you out, abuse you, denounce your name as criminal on account of the Son of Man. Happy are you if you are persecuted on account of the Son of Man. Because you've understood that Jesus makes all the difference. You've decided to let Jesus make all the difference. So that even if people persecute you, you're not going to let go of that one thing that makes all the difference in your life. Jesus, you've realized that He is your life. That He is the best reason to be alive. Your happiness is in Him, that He came for you. Rejoice when that day comes. Rejoice when you realize that. And dance for joy, says the gospel. Yours is the kingdom of God. Jesus is yours.